This is Dungeons and Dragons. This episode, On the Hunting Trail, is the twelfth episode in our first campaign, The Valley of Doors. Um, do we want to, like, describe what we all uh, leveled up to? Yeah, it's not a bad idea. Cool. Who wants to go first? Or I could... Yeah, go for it. Uh, so at level four, I chose to uh, what do you say? Take a feat. Yeah, I'm taking the feat of <laughs> ritual caster. Um, so I acquire a ritual book, holding two first level spells of my choice. Um, I chose from the wizard class just because I'm already going down the wizard pathway with um. What do you call it? Arcane Trickster. So this gives me two first level spells that I cast as rituals. So they're, they take like, was it 15 minutes to cast or 10 minutes to cast? It's yeah, 10 minutes longer than it normally would. So if it normally would take 10, it takes you 20. And like, uh, it's like a little ritual. So I can't, it's not something I can do in combat, but um, kind of gives me that chance. And then also if I come across a spell in written form, such as a magical spell, scroll, or a wizard spell book, I might be able to add it to my ritual book. The spell must be on the spell list, blah, 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 blah. So yep. I have and a couple that spells. Costs money as well. Yeah. And the two spells that I got, the first is Alarm, which lets me set an alarm, basically. Um, I set an alarm against an unwanted intrusion. I choose a door, window, or an area within range that is no larger than a 20-foot cube. Until the spell ends, an alarm alerts me whenever a tiny or larger creature touches or enters the area. And I can say whether it's a mental alarm, so like I just know it happened, or if it's an audible alarm. So I can set alarms and we know when somebody went through somewhere. And I think it's you can be really specific about the condition. Or no, it's just they enter that cube. And then, yeah, I think you can pick and choose who sets it off, though. Hey, Tark, set an alarm for 8 p.m. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And then I have Identify, uh, which is uh, determining if a, an object is magic. And if it is magic, I learn its properties and how to use them, whether it requires attunement, how many charges it has. I learn if that object has any spells affecting it, um, or if it was created by a spell, I learn which spell creates it. Oh, interesting. Didn't know that part. Um, if I instead touch a creature throughout the casting, I learn what spells, if any, are currently affecting it. So I have, it's kind of like detect magic, um, but more specific. Interesting. I didn't know you could do that with creatures. That's cool. So that's me. I'm more wizardy now. Sweet. Science. I Ooh. chose something less interesting. I just boosted my charisma by two points um, on Eric's advice. I was going to do my intelligence, but charisma's all right. And what yeah, I'm I'm very naturally, I am a very naturally charismatic person, as you know. So, yeah, that, um, that deep voice. <laughs> it helps for for spell casting specifically. Um, well, it, yeah, and, it and also pulling your... shenanigans. Yeah, performance, persuasion, all yeah, those things exactly. that are charisma-based went up by one. Yeah. So it's kind of like a generic catch-all bump. And I think you said this before, but how does this help spellcasting? Uh, spell attack, save DC, spell modifier. Oh, okay, cool. So if I cast a spell and people have to throw a saving throw, they have to, at this point, get 13 Previously, it was twelve. I don't know what my spell attack was now, but it's now plus five. So yeah, it was stuff four like that. Four. Yeah. Awesome. Yep. So uh, I uh, I did feet as well. Uh, did magic initiate, and I went with your suggestion, Eric, of bard. Uh, so it gave me two cantrips of my choice. <clears throat> um, uh, one. So uh, I got Blade Ward, which uh, 
Mm. I mean, it's pretty obvious what that one does. Oh, uh, as a cantrip? Interesting. Um, you get a first level spell from the Bard spell list. That's interesting because uh, I had I had Blade Ward as a first level spell, and that made it super annoying to use. So that's cool that it's a cantrip. Let's see. You now, in addition, choose one first level spell from the Bard spell list. Yes, yeah, so you picked up spell two cantrips and that. two cantrip, two cantrips and the first level spell. So I get that blade ward on top of the uh, the two other that I got, which was oh. the cantrip, which was vicious mockery and cure wounds. <clears throat> I felt like cure wounds was going to be the most one of the most like just that'd be helpful for us since my uh, throwing ability is not that great. What's the casting time for your blade ward? Is that a turn? Should be an action, I think. Might be a bonus uh, action. Until the you extend your hand and trace a sigil until the end of your next turn, you have resistance against the bludgeoning, piercing, and slashing damage dealt by weapon attacks. Um, that's how long it lasts. You're saying, Scott, how yeah. long does it take to cast it? It's, yeah. it's one action. Oh, it is. Okay, so maybe that's okay. That might be actually be useful for you because you're not like super battle hard. Like if you're in a situation, you might decide to spend your turn doing that. It never really made sense when I had it, but I just figured because uh, I'm so small. Yeah, it's kind of like your ripcord. It would be a yeah. great just like like a oh shit oh, I'm shit. being attacked yeah. like quick blade ward. Uh, nice. Yep. Yeah. Nice. Just because my armor class is kind of lower too. And I can't wait to viciously mock someone to death. <laughs> <laughs> and Garth took the feat lucky instead of an ability score improvement. Um, this means he has three luck points. Whenever you make an attack roll, an ability check, or a saving throw, you can spend one luck point to roll an additional d20. You can choose to spend one of your luck points after you roll the die, but before the outcome is determined. You choose which of the d20s is used for the attack roll, ability check, or saving throw. Uh, you can also spend one luck point when an attack roll is made against you. Roll a d20 and then choose whether the attack uses the attacker's roll or yours. If more than one creature spends a luck point to influence the outcome of a roll, the points cancel each other out and no additional dice are rolled. And these three luck points are regained when you finish a long rest. All right. So, yeah, I'm going to have to uh, fuck you guys up here. <laughs> All right. Um, so, um, one thing that I think we had kind of started doing and I have since heard some other, you know, DMs who know what the fuck they're talking about, say that it's kind of a good idea is to have you guys recap where we were last time so that I get a sense of what stuck, what didn't, you know? All right. Conveniently, I think I took good notes. (laughs) (laughs) Helpful. Uh, Um... Moss, we found Moslick. He kind of ran through the woods and we chased him a long time as he like evaded us. We eventually made it to that big twisting tree, the banyan like tree. And there's the thing, the, the figure inside who we had to kind of. He's a dryad, right? He's like the Groot kind mm-hmm. of guy. Yep. Um, we like talked back and forth. It wasn't clear. It was confusing for a while who could hear who, uh, who was yeah. talking and who and what. Um, it's kind of like a psychic thing, but yeah. Yeah, and then we convinced Groot and Moslick that we're friendly. They decide to help us, or they just, they decide that we can help them try to fix the sickness in the tree. We run around. I forget how we actually ended up destroying Dimly the Dimly finally figured out that he's supposed to use his laying on of hands for That's the right. tree. He laid on hands, uh, fixed the tree, and then we killed a fungus bear. Um, we find a cool-looking uh, helmet. That's right. I got Dimble, pretty fucked got, up by the you bear. Got, you got down to like one or two hit points. Yeah. Didn't you? Yeah, I'm at uh, eleven right now because I used him. Uh, I think I laid my hands on myself. Nice. And then we killed that bear, yeah. and the. The the helm of the wilds, um, I think Dimly took that because he did the work and he's a nature guy, That's which right. gives him advantage on nature checks, divine sense. 
Yeah, that was something. a not not too thinly veiled. Uh, hey, Dimly, here's a thing for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so. Yes. Thank you for leading me by the nose through that. <laughs> mm. I didn't. I didn't tell you a goddamn thing what to do. You you thought of it. But uh, cool. So, and as far as the whole, hey, we've got the uh, poisonous moss stuff. Um, I think I remember exactly what you were going to do. But if you want to refresh my memory there. Uh, we're going to... Oh, wait. Yeah, I forget did if we actually... Did we take that back to the town yet? <laughs> so <laughs> you, you um... were on the way back, and this kind of was like a stop off on the way. Like, oh, okay. Hey, uh, while you're on the way out. So I, my recollection was that you were going did to Did basically... wake up from from dosing on the moss? <laughs> yeah, that, was, that only lasted about an hour or so. You're it was right, three so. hours. And, oh, three? Uh, okay. I think I'm awake now, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Does that count as a long rest? Like a oh, really man. like does that you kind just of take like the a- most moss I've ever seen, man. <laughs> <laughs> no hit dice though. Um, but uh, you're gonna need to take some vitamin C, bro. Mm-hmm. You guys were. I think, I think you're gonna take the stuff back to Archmire, kind of hand it over to them, and say, "Here's what you need." Uh, they've agreed to a ceasefire, essentially. Yeah, we're putting in their hands. You guys work it out. Peace. I think that's kind of was the the idea. Yeah, we'll give them the ability to do the right thing, but like, we're hired hands, right? We're not going to fight their war for them. Essentially, yeah. I mean, you were doing it as a favor, and they, I think they were like, yeah, we'll, we'll figure out how to make it up to you. Um, yep. So we can kind of like start from there, uh, which would mean you are now in Archmire. And um, just to kind of like wrap up this part of it and, and get on the road here. Um, they are offering um, 400 silver or uh, a vial of this stuff that they made, which you may or may not find useful someday. Uh, and essentially what it does is, uh, let me... You said 400 silver? Pull that up. 400 silver or... Yep. Um, let me find this here. It is a vial of this stuff called Wolfsbane which has the following uh, abilities. It's an oil made from uh, this substance and a bit of liquefied silver that uh, creates temporarily silvered weapons. Um, Mm. So you can use that. Uh, It gives you, for the length of one combat, uh, advantage on attacks against wolf-based beasts of whatever I decide is wolf-based. That's kind of up to me. Um, but it'll be pretty obvious. Uh, it allows you to whatever, if there's any kind of monster you're fighting that requires a silvered weapon to damage it, this will work. Uh, or de- uh, applied as a deterrent, it keeps wolf-based creatures from crossing that threshold for 12 hours. So you can have that, or you can have 400 silver. What couldn't we just use the silver to kill wolves? I mean, if we get the four hundred silver, couldn't we just use that to, silver, to make the wolf? It skin? can in the, in the long run, but it's like silver coins are not like pure silver. Okay, so it takes gotcha. some work to like melt it down, separate it, gotcha. blah blah blah. It's okay. kind of not really cost effective, but it can be done. Okay, yeah. Way back in Bromswood, you did melt down uh, a piece of jewelry of sorts i think it was enough of it that you were able to coat a couple daggers i have two silver daggers uh, in so my... you do have those yeah. there is you found that in a dungeon so you do have a couple silver weapons already but not mm, okay it's not enough for like everybody yeah yeah not enough to like ward something off if we need it i say we get that um yeah i'm inclined to do that i'm just thinking I, don't, I mean, if we get into a battle with something that is only can only be injured by silver weapons, would the daggers and the sword be enough if other people are spellcasting, do we think? Or I'm just spitballing. I don't necessarily feel like that's the right thing to do. There's, I mean, there are, I would say most creatures especially at this level oh i don't mean sorry um, I, I don't mean to ask you this as the dm to give you like to have you expose what you're you're okay. planning i okay. meant that to uh, be more sure. a question to other players i would think 
Where I would think go? that the animal, like our creatures, would have multiple ways of dying. Like they're not just solely silver, or like right? spell, like like thunder wave might not damage them, but could push them back. Or I'm just thinking, how about, about this? Uh, you can do an Arcana check. Maybe you'll actually know. What would it be All checking? Right. You talking me or? I'm the arcanist. Whoever, whoever wants to do arcana, you can have two people do it or one. Actually, there's two we... people two people doing it. Can't really assist in that. Okay. Um, I'm what plus are we four. evaluating? Um, I'm plus three. Who, uh, basically, whether or not you know enough about silver, know, <laughs> silver monsters uh, and whether oh, yeah. or not, like, if, if yeah, what, what the, yeah, how likely yeah. it is that they're actually susceptible to magic, et cetera, et cetera. I fucking uh, suck at this. Nine plus four, <laughs> thirteen. How am I bad at you suck at random gen- random number generation? Yes! How is this possible? <laughs> Get some new dice, man. Your dice are weighted funny, I guess. Um, this thing is be- whooped! Why do I always get the whooped one? I don't even have my dice <laughs> with me. Megan has them with her in her backpack. And I, oh, I'm nice. using the D and D one, the D and D with uh out partying with my D and D dice, yeah. Oh man, you're never seen. She's, that at, the, she's at the club. Sorry, dropping D twenties at the club, uh, rolling twenties. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I found that the formal, the mathematical name for a D twenty today is an icosahedron. Icosahedron, yeah. Yes. Dodeca is twelve, right? Twelve, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's what I was thinking for at first. Uh, Thirteen. You. Sorry, it was actually. I've heard, yeah, that there. I thought are. it was. I thought it was a nine. It was a six. So it's actually a ten. Oh. Ten. For whatever that's worth. Uh wow! Middle of the road, exactly. Yeah, it's hard to say then. Um. You're you're relatively confident that there's probably something else you can do. There's, there's, there aren't many things out there that are impervious to literally everything but silver. To what, to what degree? You're not quite sure. You're fuzzy on that. Okay. And how much money do we have? Like four hundred is the most I think we've heard of in terms of getting it out of a. We've got about two hundred bucks. So this would represent a. Uh, what is this a twenty percent increase in our balance? Um. That's substantial. You have two hundred gold, so that would yeah. actually end up being two hundred twenty grand. We have twenty grand. This shouldn't be, the gold. this cell should not be currency formatted. <laughs> so the one below it is. The Wait, we have, have two hundred gold. Yeah, yeah. so four hundred silver is forty forty gold. So that that's substantial. I'd say take the money and run. Okay, I'm down. Cool. I like it. You taking the silver. Uh, speaking of that, uh, I, I, I thought about putting this just into the, um, the Slack channel, but it seems more likely that you guys would maybe want to tackle this now in person. You have a crap ton of stuff that you've acquired along the way that you can definitely sell. Oh yeah. You have, if you want, that's the thing. Like there's a bunch of stuff. Maybe you want like that crazy geode you guys found. The Ogre Club. It's definitely worth money. But maybe you want to do something? I don't know. I don't want to like automatically convert it to money for you guys because like maybe like, you know, Gareth made armor out of that direwolf. So mm. you know. Otherwise, you have a ton. How much can we get for a pile of ash? <laughs> That'll be about zero. You can a you, you can get some tankered full of blood. <laughs> Um, well, I have, I have a whole list here full of like, uh, all this junk I've, I've been tracking, tracking it on my own too. Um, does anybody want, we can sell the chain mail shirt unless somebody wants to put it on. So, well, here, here's what I was going to say. And then you guys can sort of, um, take it from here is that unless, as you guys were picking things up along the way, if something jumped out at you, like, oh, maybe that's useful, then we can set it aside otherwise like i have like totals and stuff already worked up on a spreadsheet of like what you can trade in and just kind of fast track it um 
I mean, I'm fine with that. I just have a hard time making decisions here because I've never been through this. So I don't know like what 240 gold is going to get me down the road. So I don't, yeah, know, I don't know. I don't know what's, what's worth what really. Yeah. So like, I, um, I kind of agree. Like I, I, I haven't decided to do anything like that mostly because like, I don't know if a situation is going to pop up, if one of those things is going to be useful. And then also <laughs> we haven't spent any money yet. We've got 25 G's and we're sitting happy. Right. Yeah. That's <laughs> another thing is, uh, well, I, I have, I have another patch incoming where there will be more ways to spend shit. So, uh, cool. I'm looking for ways to solve that problem. Uh, healers kit stuff is, is a, you know, going to be a big part of that too, eventually that and, um, and rations, which you guys are a little low on right now. So I'm looking for ways to like give you guys something to spend your money on, but also you're getting something out of it rather than just like, I don't know, daily expenses. Okay. Um, all right. So let's liquidate all the stuff that you think is liquable, like general store junk. Yeah. Trinkets, you know, your, your, your Griffin feathers, your, Low grade exactly. armor. Wolf skins, wolf meat, some salted um, wolf. Yeah, I'm assuming Gareth is the one who has the salt to do the salt packing when you guys hack up animals to eat. Because otherwise, you <laughs> yeah. got about two hours before it's like uh, a waste. Um, so, uh, in town here, you got a couple places they got some money uh, to spend. Um, the general store guy can trade up to, f- he's got 410 silver. Um, I don't know who wants to be kind of like the, the group's, uh, you know, treasurer per se. Uh, but I, I have a whole list here too. Maybe our lists might not be exactly the same. Um, but what I, I can just sort of go off my list and say, I can take a bunch off, give you however much gold this dude has. Uh, actually the blacksmith has a a thousand to trade with silver. So if you want to just do that. Yeah, that sounds good. We'll just say, while you're in town, before you leave, you're selling a bunch of your shit. You'll have a bunch more money. We'll figure it out. So you're on the road. Uh, unless there's anything else you guys want to do? Um, I want to tr- talk to the owner of the apothecary um, and see, mm. kind of extract... Well, I may have... I want to try to extract... I'm going to kind of just break off from the group and try to extract information out of the owner of the apothecary um, to see if I can learn from her where we can get more mercury to get the second vial of mercury to complete that um, that ceremony that we found. But I want to do it in such a way that she does it, that she's like not suspicious of mm. me trying to do that. So I'm like, I'm going to go check on her. Say, oh, I just wanted to say hello. We're back in town. We got... we tell her our successes and at the same time oh you were really worried about that mercury like where does that even come from so that's the conversation that i want to have to her um um do we also need to get another one of those um the sort of the housing for caddies yeah yeah Yeah. we got to get one i think you you would talk to the blacksmith here to see if he could make one and he was like "Eh, i could kind of make something like it but it wouldn't be as tight as this thing because it's actually very well made so he's like, you might, yeah, I think they, they kind of directed you towards, uh, towards Vostik to get that, which is, I believe right. where you guys were heading or intending to head. And while you're at it, uh, roll a, roll a deception check. All right. Deception well. incoming. Uh, deception is plus two. And that's a 10 plus two. Okay. Um, she does not seem to be um, suspicious of the question at all, even with a 12. Um, generally being a pretty open, communicative person like that, friend friendly, chatty. Uh, she definitely is happy to tell you that uh, it's not unlikely that you'll find it in Vostik. Um, but probably not much. Um, if you really want to get like a reliable source of it, you probably want to go to a larger city outside of the valley and or a silver mine. Possibly, I do think it kind of comes in tandem with that. If I'm not mistaken, okay. 
Atelier yeah, mines over. Point, but, um, they do up there. So, so you, you probably can get some up there. Um, she's cool. guessing that you would probably have a vial or so, but if you want like a bunch of it, um, you'd have to go elsewhere, which is possible if you really want to venture off the beaten path here and explore the greater island. It's a thing you can do. So. Okay. I don't necessarily want to do that um, now, but um, I'm glad we had this information. Just to know, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. For when we have an option. Uh, she suggests if if you want to go to a place like that, Kazenberg is a, is like the capital of Embria, would probably have a bunch of shit like that. So cool. It's quite far away from you guys at the moment, but it can be done. Um. Cool. Okay. Cool. 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 Anybody else? I think we're good. Uh, well, actually, so you probably would be there long enough that it's it's getting to be dark out uh, as you're kind of settling your affairs there and uh, getting things in order and selling things and yada, yada, yada. So we uh, should so have a, you, a few flagons it, of ale and spend the night? If you want, yeah, and do, do a long rest. Uh, hit the road in the morning. Yeah, sounds good to me. You guys are full up on hit dice and everything, so you you're, should be good there. Uh, dimly, you can use your hit dice. Uh, yeah, I think everybody else do is that. good except you. So you have four that you can use, uh, and then upon completing your long rest, you will recharge all of those and get four back. All right. So I will. Uh, I have. I've already taken one of them. So I'll roll three. So it's a one d ten plus two each. How does that work? Yep. Yep. Yeah. Okay. All right, I got 25 total plus six is 31, so that maxes me out. Yep, you're good. All right. Nice. And then upon waking up in the morning in the bronze blade, everyone's refreshed, got all your hit dice, ready to roll. Um, So upon checking your map to head out and go north towards Kozenberg through the valley, um, you can make this decision when you get there, but you do see that the road splits uh, as you go. Uh, There is a path kind of that bears to the right, which um, upon kind of consulting with locals and getting their opinion of things, uh, the right path, it's a little longer to get to Kozenberg, but it's typically a little bit safer. Or it's not Kozenberg, Bostic. Okay, yeah. All these fun names. Uh, the left path that kind of skirts along the mountains is, is kind of like a uh, hunter's trail of sorts. Not not as well traveled, uh, but it is a bit faster. But you can sort of decide once you get there if you want to. So, And is this where, um, if we take the right-hand path, is that Willow Tool? Or Willow Pool, rather? Yeah. Um, Scott, check the... Uh, Discord uh, D&D chat. There's a map there. I can drop it in Slack, too, if you need to. Okay, yep. Uh, yeah, so that that town, it's pretty small. It's a re- like farming village of like 100 people or so. There is an inn there, small, if you want to call it that. Um, but... Uh, not a whole lot of shit going on there, per, you know, on a normal day, we'll say. Cool. But it is a, the what they what they think of typically as being the safer road because it's it's bigger, well traveled through the center of the valley. Okay, cool. So why don't we uh, head north and see what we see on the way to the the turn, and when we get to the fork, we can decide what we want to do. All right. I guess we should have rat. No, can we? Uh, you said we're almost out of rations. Should we? Buy oh, some yeah, meals for the road. Yeah. Stock up. Uh, yeah. So that is um, three silver for regular gold for good stuff. Uh, right now you have three regulars for good. Uh, oh, yeah. So- also pick, like, because you finished a long rest, you'd pick, like, what are you going to eat for the day? I'm eating a good one today. I'm eating a, a great one, right. or whatever it is. Um, and so last time we started with inventory of eight, okay, and four good, or 
I have medium and great written down, but whatever. Yeah, yeah. If you have medium and good, you got mostly mediums and a couple goods just for good measure. Okay. Um, Is this in our inventory somewhere? Uh, I don't see it. Uh, no, I'm just looking just at the ledger because I, I knew it was written there. Yeah. This is not like official D&D shit. So. Uh, so let's just bring up. So once everyone decides, let's just bring ourselves back up to eight mediums and four goods, whatever that is. Does everybody want to okay, eat so good today? Be five. Yeah. So everyone's eating good shit. So now you have five, you have five hit dice for the day instead of four. Um, Sweet. And you're going to buy back up to four of each? Or, or eight of each? Eight mediums and four goods, I think. Got it. Okay. So you need to do five times three. That's 15 silver. Uh, 15 silver, 10 gold. So Got it. All right. And we have four hit dice. Cool, cool. And we head north. Got it. Sweet. Yeah, we got a lot of housekeeping junk out of the way. Yeah, see, that's kind of like, I think I said way, way, way back, like, if you guys want to handle this shit, like, literally via Slack, just like, yeah, we're going to stock up on this, that, the other, so we can, you know, not worry about it on session. Uh, yeah, okay. that would make happy sense. to do it that way. That would make a lot of sense for us through, during the week to do prior, just doing yeah, the Slack I mean, channel. It, it doesn't have to be a long, drawn-out discussion, just, to, you know. Little shit like this. Um, so the first uh, two hours or so of the journey heading north um, is pretty uneventful. Sun's out. It's a nice day. Uh, you know, you pass by some, uh, you know, random peasants with their carts of goods and stuff going to and from. A few of them, not many. There's, it's not like the most bustling area in the world, but there are still some people doing their their thing. Um, uh, and eventually you, uh, without incident, come to the bridge across the river. And then as soon as you get across that river is where the split happens. So we can see a little town. You rolled or good. Nothing take, crazy happened. So. Or we can take the path to the along the hunter's path, which is faster. Yeah, I don't feel strongly either way. I'm fine with the hunting trail. Yeah. Efficiency is key here. Okay. Nice. Uh, so yeah, it'll cut like two hours or so off of your uh, your trek. Um, uh, so in the fields uh, north of uh, Archmire, as you make your way up, um, as you take your sort of the left path and get into some a little bit higher terrain, you can get a, a nice view, uh, kind of out into the valley as you travel. Uh, can see the main road off in the off in the distance, a couple of miles out, a mile or two maybe. Um, but as you progress, sort of along these western foothills, you <clears throat> come to a spot where you kind of crest a hill. You can see these sort of strange shapes uh, piercing out of the ground uh, in the fields, about two miles ahead. And these these uh, shapes are about a f- couple hundred yards off the road towards the mountains on the left of this path. Um, and there's some, you know, sparse trees and stuff kind of poking up through the rocks. And, but like at this point you can kind of make out in distance, there's these odd, I mean, they're, they're large, hard to say from this distance. Um, but as you kind of get closer, um, and sort of mosey on up to them, which by the way, I believe you still have horses. So, uh, kind of trot on up through the path and you get closer to these and you see that, you're able to sort of get a, a better sense of the scale of these things. They're each about 30 to 35 feet high. Uh, and they are cylindrical in shape. Um, and almost half of them have kind of fallen over into the grass, but, <clears throat> uh, you can tell that they're, uh, arranged in kind of this slightly irregular, but overall linear arrangement. You know, that look almost like a path heading up into the mountains. Um, so that would be like heading west toward the mountains, like toward Novenhall almost, away from where we're heading north. Is that right? The trail that they're uh, making? Yeah. In that direction, generally. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, they are, like I said, a 
couple hundred yards off the road, but uh, seem to be arranged in a less than random pattern, we'll say. Side quest. Detected. Is it a side quest? Or, or is it <laughs> bigger than that? Or quest. We'll find out. Next time on no. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well guys, it's uh it's getting late. Um no. So as you as you walk up to these things, or I should say ride up to them, uh get a closer look, uh you pick up on two interesting features about them. Um not only are they cylindrical in shape, but they are almost perfectly cylindrical. Uh and you don't see any joints or seams at all. Uh, despite how tall they are. Uh, they seem to be a single solid column. Uh, and you can also make out some worn shapes carved into them. Uh, not dissimilar uh, to some other ancient monuments that you have seen uh, in your travels here so far. But when you look extra close, uh, you do say that these figures kind of appear to be Goliaths, possibly. There's men, women, families with children. Uh, and they're all kind of facing up into the hills, going west, on these on these pillars. And there uh, is a bit of a faint, faintly worn trail up into the. Sorry, where are we on the map now? You are. So north of Archmire, across the river, we've taken the left at the fork, and we found so we're these like yeah. southwest southwest of Willowpool. That's, yes, so you're kind yeah. of like on that left branch, like where that one mountain sort of sticks out closest to the path. You're kind of lined up with that at this point. Or close to that point. Cool. Um, A few hours up, up the path. I'm going to use one of my new abilities, and I'm going to do a, an identify on one of these cylinders. So I'm going to take 11 minutes. I'm going to touch the object. The cylinder. Uh, if it's magic, kinda... I learn what is magic-y about it. Whether that's how it was created or if there's any magic influencing it. Uh, okay. Um, unfortunately, you, you get just stone. Warmed slightly from the sun uh, in the afternoon here, but just, just that. Hmm. Damn. Um, so we do want to go up the hill, see what the Goliaths need <laughs> or what happened to the Goliaths or do you want to keep heading up to Vostik? I'm definitely curious. I want to, I want to go see what's up. I'm curious as well. I want to find out what's going on. Yay. D and D. Okay. <laughs> Here we go. Um, so yeah, as you kind of follow this runway looking thing, almost uh, in the valley kind of inclines, uh, to meet the foothills. Um, there these these pillars just kind of go all the way up, uh, which is about another forty five minutes or so of 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 uh, you know trotting along with your horse. Like that, this goes way up into the mountains here. And when you get to the foothills, um, you see uh, there's a wooden post uh, near the path that has a horse skull placed over the top of it. Uh, a little bit further up the slope, kind of winding between the various breaks and terrain and stuff like this, you start to pick up on some signs of like wildlife and stuff. There's a couple of bighorn sheep up on the hill uh, off to your right, sort of perched on a cliff, sort of watching you do your thing. Uh, there's sound of an eagle screeching off in the distance. Uh, Doesn't unrelated that noises. Uh, crow. <laughs> there it is. That's the one. Uh, and and editing, pill, I'm uh, going to make like continue. a very majestic eagle sound. <laughs> yes. Good, good, good. Um, add some some foley there. Uh, and then the pillars continue. Um, so as you follow this path upwards uh, and into the foothills, now you're kind of no longer in the base of the valley and but instead kind of starting to make your way up the sides of this ridge um it's uh you know a path that sort of winds its way up with these loose switchbacks and occasional lone trees sticking up here and there 
uh, and you come upon something in the path. And it appears to be a loose arrangement of bones uh, and skin, almost totally rotted away, but there's a little bit left. Somebody want to stick their hand in there? And, Can we uh, do a quick investigation? Yeah. Yes. Let's see what these bones are all about. I shall investigate. 13 plus 1. All right. Uh, uh, what, um, what are you rolling? 14. No, like what? Um, investigation. Investigation. Uh, okay. Um, 14 is enough to be able to pick out the fact that this is most likely a dead horse, but not a whole lot else with that check. Uh, was, did I hear someone else saying they were going to, or not? I heard two Olivers and then another voice in there and I couldn't make out what you said, whoever that was. I I didn't say anything. I can investigate as well, but it doesn't seem like it's, it's a, it's a horse. Okay. There's any need to. What about like a nature check? You, you see that, but the, I mean, you can do, yeah, you can do nature, medicine, like survival. Figure out would how, even it, be how applicable it was killed, here. what would that be? Medicine? Uh, yeah, nature, medicine, survival. Those would all work. I, th- I thought that's where I was going with the investigation, but I guess I don't. I'm terrible. Oh, I can do a plus two nature. Oh, okay, okay. If you, if, I can, I can allow you a re-roll to do nature if you want, because that's, all right. you do have a, I believe you have advantage on those. Uh, ten. Yep. Do I have any? No, I don't. I, think I don't have your, advantage on. I think your helmet does. Yep. Oh, let me check on that. It does. Helm of the wilds on you nature and survival. On, oh, you're right. You're right. Yep. So let me roll that again. I should have said 11. that before that you you could do that. Eleven. Okay. Uh, your investigation check actually yielded more information than that did. So. <laughs> okay. But uh, someone else was going to try something, I think. Was it f- friend? Did I hear? I can do a uh, a survival check to see how it died. I dig it. Cool. Go for it. 16 plus 2, 18. All right. Uh, yeah, so with a keen and educated eye, you're able to see that not only, yes, it's a horse, uh, the bones have some deep cut marks on them. Um, and given where they are placed, um, it appears it might actually be a Griffin kill. Mm. For whatever that's worth. Oh, I want a Griffin pelt. Uh, there is... No sign of anything else around you at the this particular moment. Uh, and the path continues up the hill. Let's continue. <laughs> um, Are griffins wolf-based? <laughs> oh, uh... Part lion? Not quite, not quite. Um... Uh, yeah, you're, you're keeping your eye out, you said? I think I heard Tar- uh, Gareth say that. Uh, if you would like, you can make a perception check as you guys pr- progress. Passive perception. 20, okay. Um, so as you guys kind of make your way up, up the uh, up the slope here, there, the pillars still continue. Same, same cylindrical pillars uh, with these carvings of what look like goliath type figures on them uh this continues for almost 45 minutes um but with your you know keeping an eye out based on what you guys just found uh you do see way off in the distance there is uh perched on top of a kind of outcropping uh there does appear to be a griffin and you needed a pretty high check because uh it is the skin, the feathers, everything on this thing, the fur is black, jet black, uh, rather than your typical kind of gold and, and white colored griffin. So it was tough to pick out on these rocks, but you managed to see it. And it's it's about probably 100 yards or so off. I'd like to chat with the griffin. You want to approach the griffin? I have to speak <laughs> with animals. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, you you do you do. This is true. Do we want to mess with the Griffin? Uh, I mean, you can you can just really that horse. Him. I don't know. If I don't want a good idea. But I don't want to kill it. Yeah, because they're kind of cool. Yeah, you can make a nature check to uh see see what you know about. All right, I'll I'll roll nature. Sixteen or nine, so seventeen. Um, so there is another um uh, species of griffin that's uh the not chill griffin, kind of native <laughs> to your area where you where you grew up. Um, and you know, you know at least from experience, but also just from general knowledge, um, they are quite territorial. Mm. So we should chill. give it a wide berth. Uh, yeah, probably. Uh, and do we okay. want to continue well, up? I shouldn't. The... I shouldn't tell you, but yeah. Yeah, and do we want to keep continuing up the path along the cylinders, but just uh, veer? Yeah, I want to see from... the, where the yeah. cylinders lead us. And as we go by, I'm keep like going. I'm just keeping an eye on cool. uh, Griffin over there, Mister Gryffindor. Anyway, so as you progress further. Uh, up the road as you're sort of keeping your eye on this spot. Uh, after only a minute or two, you've looked back over to your shoulder to see, keep an eye on it. It's, it's gone. It's not there anymore. Or at least you don't see that it's there. Um, but these, these pillars lead up to an area um, that looks actually kind of a bit like a crossroads where um, there's a, a big sort of open area in the path. Um, and there are several pillars arranged around this open area in two semicircles. Uh, each one of these groups is framing one of two paths. There's a the main path that kind of continues uphill and slightly to the right. Uh, and the left path branches off of almost 90 degrees back south along the ridge. Uh, so you'd still be up in the mountains, but you would be going uh, parallel with, with the ridge of the mountains. Um, but something that jumps out immediately to you guys, it's obvious to all of you, is that the pillars on the left uh, aren't cylindrical, but they're square. And as before, they do look perfectly cut. Worn, but perfectly cut. Uh, like Egyptian pyramid style, like how the hell did they do that kind of thing. Um, and on these columns, the Goliath figures appear to be holding cube-shaped objects in their hands up a little bit, almost in a gesture of like offering of sorts. But the ones on the right are more of what you've seen already. Carving-wise. Sorry, the the left path is the one that goes up the mountain along the ridgeline? The, the right path goes up in and the left kind of the same direction. Down. And those, those pillars are the same as what you've seen before. The left one is the one that's... And which way did the... what Can we see anything down the left path at this point? Um... It kind of twists and turns a little bit the, to the fact uh, to the point where you can't really see much further than like twenty yards from where you're standing. Um, you can see bits and pieces of the path here and there as it sort of pokes over the mountain ridge, but like not not too well. If that makes sense. Hmm. I say we head down the left path. Sure. Yeah, I don't have a. Big inkling either way. That left sounds interesting. And he said they were hold like the it was the carvings where that where the figures were holding the cubes and offering, is that right? Yeah, the the sort of hieroglyphic style carvings on the square columns were holding these cubes. Yeah. Cool. Correct. Um so another perception check from somebody, if you would. Perceive since I think you're that's... kind of keeping your eye out. I'll do it. Yeah, go for it. 12 plus 2, 14. Okay. Um, yeah. With uh, fittingly eagle eyes here. Um, you kind of are kind of keeping your eye over your shoulder as you guys are progressing down this path. And once again, about 100, maybe actually more like 80 yards off, you see one of these black griffins. Uh, and it is looking in, in your direction but not moving. Okay. So is there any way along the 
Yeah, is there is there a way along the path that doesn't threaten his territory, or do we have to go past it? You you're kind of heading away from. So he he was off to your right. I guess I should specify here. You saw him off to your right. You're heading left. So you are heading away okay. from where it is. Okay. Um, Let's just keep going then. Yeah. And to answer your question about trees, there's a couple here and there. Um, it's kind of like uh, you're getting kind of towards the. I don't want to say towards the tree line. That's way high. That's really fucking high. You're not that high. Um, there's a few sparse trees here and there. Nothing. It's not like dense cover where you can like hide completely. Rocks though. There's probably enough where you could hide. Yeah. It's it's pretty rocky, but it's not dense like foliage or anything. No. Okay. Um, okay. So if you're gonna keep going, um, this path actually only uh, continues for about ten minutes. Uh, before you come to a portion where it turns into a set of stairs that descend into a hundred foot wide depression, like a bowl shaped, almost amphitheater looking kind of thing. Not that there's like seats, but it's, it's generally that shape. This um, is a sacrifice zone. Let's not go here. Giant thing coming to kill us. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> no, it, it doesn't look, uh, well here, let me tell you what you see. Um, at the far end of this depression, uh, you see uh, six more of these pillars, the square ones. Uh, four of them have fallen over, but there are, you can tell where they at least used to stand. Um, and there's three flanking on either side of a what appears in the center to be a collapsed entrance of sorts. There's huge chunks of these cut stone boulders and what looks like a broken like the top of a carved like square doorway is all just collapsed down in on itself. Um, and as you guys are kind of taking a look at this, something moves in the rubble ahead of you. Um, and since you guys are on alert and kind of keeping your eyes out here, um, and you're pretty close, uh, you can make out that it's actually, it looks to be a badger or something. A badger. A pretty big one. It's a badger. Uh, possibly a wolverine, something like that. Uh, he kind of sees you guys approach and scurries into a small hole in the collapsed entrance. So he kind of was like, and just kind of ran and dug his way through, uh, but definitely went into the rock pile and into whatever's behind it. And you said there's an entrance. Like, is that the entranceway into the amphitheater or is that like a, a an entrance into... This is at the sort of... The big, the sort of big, sort of bowl-shaped open area at the far end of that is where this entrance is, and it's collapsed in. It's like it's set into like the side of the mountains. Okay, so if you were to go into it, you'd be going into a mountain kind of thing. Okay. Yes. Yeah. 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 And that's that's where this guy kind of scurried off into. Cool. And whatever is in there. Yeah. If you want to have uh, investigation checks, either two or or an advantage one. I'll do one with advantage because I'm plus six. Oops. Okay. Gotta hit the table. Two so plus somebody's six. helping Tark yeah. poke around. And thirteen plus six. What was your uh sorry, the high high? Uh one? nineteen. Oh. Sweet, yeah. Um Yeah, it doesn't really take a whole lot of, of poking around investigating to see um kind of up on the top end of it uh, as you climb around and look. Uh, yeah, there, you, you can see that there's a spot where you can probably safely remove some rocks and you can see that in some of the gaps between them that it, it seems as though there's an area inside of it. It's not solid, solid. Cool. Hey, Garth, you're strong. Why don't you go move some rocks? Just start start moving moving some shit around? Okay. Wait, is Garth not stronger than Dimly? Interesting. I think Dimly's uh, the winner, yeah. Huh. Not in this roll. By a little. A by a little. Five plus three for an eight. Okay. Um, Garth is doing a little bit better with the heavy lifting, um, but uh, yeah, you're able to sort of push a few aside, and as you're doing this, you can actually hear from within whatever this thing is kind of angrily snarling and screeching and, you know, defending its territory. Um. And given what you did see, like, you know, it had some claws on it. It could kind of maybe fuck your day up a little bit if you uh, 
uh, went head to head with it. Not that it's the worst thing you guys have ever encountered, but he's in there and he don't, he don't want to come out right now. <laughs> I say we poke it until it comes out. He's, he's, he can't quite reach him. He's maybe like 12 to 15 feet beneath you. But you, you've, you've cleared up enough rocks that you can see that like you could kind of like climb your way down into this hollowed out area on a slope, but he's... I could viciously mock it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, I'm not sure what that's well, going to do, but you can try it. What would you like to say to this badger? <laughs> Let me, hold on, I have a, um, a vicious mockery insult generator. Hold on a second. Nice, okay. Uh... Putting teeth in your mouth ruined a perfectly good asshole. I like that. <laughs> okay, so hold on. Let me let me see how this works here. So I viciously mocked. So I got to do that, but I got I got to hold on. Vicious mockery. Your uh, mama's so fat. How fat is she? <laughs> this is gonna really piss off this badger. He's a big he's a big badger though. So. So do I, you want me to roll? Okay, how, how does how does it work? What's how does this one work? Let me see. It must succeed a wisdom saving throw. It must succeed on a wisdom saving throw. It, it need not or, understand you. Okay, okay, which is great. <laughs> <laughs> so it's gonna be it's gonna be angry no matter what. So he needs to do. A, it can understand that I'm being being a dick to it. You're magically insulting it. Yes. <laughs> yeah. No matter what, it can tell that I'm being a dick to it. Wisdom saving throw. Okay. Asshole is a universally understood vibe. <laughs> What's the oh, yeah. no, it, it, <laughs> How wise is this badger? Definitely picking up what you're putting down. Uh, he rolled a nine. I'm guessing your your spell attack is more than that. Thirteen. Okay, so he is he is viciously mocked and takes one d four psychic damage. One d four psychic damage. Okay. Nice. <laughs> Go for it. And then. One flat. One, so you he's not particularly bothered by what you said, but pissed him <laughs> off a little bit. Oh, I was just hoping oh. to get him out of there. Well, regardless, it was fun to experiment with. Okay, okay, so that's how that works. <laughs> All right, that's good. We didn't know. That's good. I like All it. All right, I'm um, gonna cast uh speak with animals. Okay. And um can you apologize for me? It's limited by their intelligence. <laughs> um, if, if he turns out to be a super chill badger, can you just like let him know that I wasn't? I'm just, I was just trying to get him to come out. Yeah, and I'm gonna ask it um, if it can. First of all, uh, you know, accept our apology for for uh, Frontalis being an asshole. For no reason. <laughs> and secondly, if the if the badger knows any easy way through the cave system that it's hiding out in. Uh, okay, so you can roll a persuasion check. Keeping in mind that the badger has an intelligence of two. Yes. <laughs> and I rolled a natural one. <gasps> oh, boy. <laughs> um, it, it immediately attacks us, probably. <laughs> <laughs> He conveys to you in no uncertain terms that he wants all of you to fucking die. But you can tell that he's afraid of you as well. Um, and he's not coming out after you, but he's he's like foaming out the mouth, foaming at the mouth, mad at you guys right now. I didn't I didn't practice my badger voice. I didn't expect you guys to talk to it. So. <laughs> Although actually no, I did. I did write that down as a possibility. That's true. I did. <laughs> Eric, how much time did you uh, did you expect this badger interaction to take? <laughs> <laughs> Roughly exactly this long. Uh, torch, yes. So dropping a torch in and smoking him out seems to work. He's not happy about that, and he comes bolting out that sort of like a front crevice that he came out before, and. Uh, runs off into the hills. He he was none too happy about that. And you still have speak with animals up the whole time. So if you can understand him verbally giving you the finger as he runs away. I don't I don't have my insult. Give me an insult from the insult generator. Alright, real quick. 
that'll that'll be what he says. But if if either Tark or Friend would like to do that, I'll allow it. What am I doing? If if they if you want to attack him as he runs away. Nah. Yeah, I'm not I'll inclined. Let, I'll let the badger go. Yeah, I'm not inclined to attack. <laughs> um so okay. Uh, yeah, actually, I have a good one—a flea-covered fo- foot-licking tosser. Can I? Uh, can I? Can I? Uh, can I? Can I throw that one at him? Oh, that's what you. Okay, I was saying I was having you generate an insult, and that's what he sent to you guys as he ran away. Oh, it could be either way. I think he's more of a flea-covered foot-licking tosser, but I mean, I guess we could be that too. I mean, tomato, tomato, right? Yeah, uh, potato, potato. Let's call the whole thing off. So he's uh, he's out of the picture. Um, you're apparently free to climb in. Let's go. I'm down. Uh, cool. So it's fairly easy uh, to do. And as you kind of climb down in, you see that uh, this looks to be um, uh, uh, like a mine or quarry of sorts. Uh, it's not huge. Uh, it maybe extends off. Um, 10 or 20 yards uh, before there's uh, more of a, like a rock collapse uh, ahead of you. But there is one sort of carved out chamber uh, to your right. Uh, and in that chamber, there's, um, uh, it looks to be kind of like a, an old makeshift, like earthen table of sorts. They definitely carved it out of the side of this um, cave here. And it's pretty well made. They seem to know what they're doing. And on top of this table, uh, you see a pile, just a pile of white cubes, about four inches square. Terrifying. Um, and they are they are kind of like they're they're st- they're well they're translucent when you look at them. White but translucent. And sorry, say that again. What was your question? Are they arranged or are they just haphazardly on the table? No, they're not arranged in any particular way. I eat one. Yeah, you break your teeth. Roll a constitution (laughs) check. Um, Frenolith passes out again. (laughs) (laughs) It's Scott. I just it's not a micro dose. It's a gigantic dose. Um. Somebody can, if you would like, roll a. Eh, what would this be? Nature. Sure. Give us a nature check. Oh, actually, looking at that, I think that might be alabaster. Actually, I'm certain it's alabaster. That's a uh, sixteen plus one for seventeen or ten. Yeah, so seventeen. Yeah. Um. Uh. Going on. Tark's uh, observation and your seventeen. Uh, it is, in fact, actually. Uh, they are cubes of alabaster, uh, which is pretty valuable stuff. Um, it's heavy, but it is valuable. Um, and given the gear that you guys have, um, by the way, who is who is in here? Side question. We all piled in. Yeah, I think we're, we're all, all in. Um, gotcha. So yeah, you can see in your in your torchlight the it's kind of catching the light a little bit and looks like sort of milky translucent marble and yeah they're like i said they're heavy enough that like you can probably amongst the four of you carry like about 25 of them out uh before you'd be weighed down too much um but that could fetch some money for sure cool is it gonna seriously impede us if we carry a whole bunch of it though with that many no okay then let's do it yeah that yeah, you, you offloaded a bunch of stuff, so you're you're a little yeah. lighter. So each one of you would be kind of carrying like a twenty five to thirty pound weight. Garth that. carry that and yeah. like very easily carry multiple. If you want to grab more, yeah, yeah. So we can say Gareth actually, you can take double that, uh, which then means you guys can take that's probably fifty of them. Damn, if you want. So is and there this, is that many of them. There's there's probably close to a hundred of them piled up here. Is this yeah, gypsum alabaster or calcite alabaster? Uh we'll find out later. <laughs> so I'm just <laughs> looking at the Wikipedia page. 
Dude, I do that just like, don't think I don't know. I fucking know. <laughs> I figured this shit out. <laughs> I go down stupid rabbit holes with this. Um, but uh, yeah, if you guys want to haul a bunch out, yeah, we'll seems to be yours for the taking. So we're not uh, at all concerned about angering the uh, Goliaths that have art on their rocks on the way up here about how these are probably offerings to a god or something. Ah, fuck it. That's okay. the whole point of D&D. I don't think, I think they could I, fit in the cage anyway, in the cave. Um, also, if you, if you really, if you want reassurance, you can do a, uh, let's do it like an intelligence, general intelligence check. So what you're saying is you'd be All stupid not to take this. <laughs> so, uh, um, it's like two of you. Is that a saving? Th- oh, no. I'm, intelligence. Just straight up. Yeah. Right off your intelligence rather than a specific thing. Oh, uh, oh a natural 20 plus one. Okay. 21. 18 plus two. And a 20. Yeah. So you got a 20 and a 21. Um, this place looks like it has not been entered into or used in a long time. Yoink. Hence the collapsed entrance and everything. So Yoink. Let's take as many as we can. So you're taking 50. Got it. Cool. Um, sweet. So as you guys kind of clamor on back up the slope uh, it, it, into the sort of hole you punched through the, the, the roof of this collapse where the sunlight's kind of coming in, uh, you guys... Uh, who who's going first? Uh, who wants to get attacked by the Griffin? That's, that's <laughs> exactly fast track. That's exactly what it is. Uh, in fact, they have you cornered. There's three of them. Two in front of you, one behind, and being being ten after ten, it is a decent stopping point.